Have you ever thought your name just didn't fit who you are anymore? Maybe a nickname has worn out, but something no longer fits. Well, that's happening here, and this is the show to explain how I'm handling it. The Eating Liberty Podcast, Food and Freedom, Once a Week for Life, Episode 209. Today, and from now on, the part of the Culinary Libertarian Podcast will be played by the Eating Liberty Podcast. That's right. I'm changing the name, and this is the show explaining why. Welcome to the same thing, just different. I haven't figured out what goes here, so this does for now. And all the introductory parts and stuffs and music and, well, <clears throat> I'll figure that out. I've changed the name of the show. There are several factors that led up to this. One is an idea I heard on a podcast show about podcasts. Then the host asked if rebranding or name changing was a right choice. I didn't think so at the time. I've done 208 episodes of the Culinary Libertarian Podcast. That seems like something, especially in today's podcast world. Then, a funny thing happened on the way to the microphone. Apologies, please, to anyone who gets the tortured reference. I asked someone with specialized knowledge in a particular food ingredient area if I could have that person on the show as a guest. I would really, really like to talk about that item, uh, so I invited this this person to be a guest on the Culinary Libertarian Podcast. I was almost instantly denied with the quote, I don't want to be on your podcast. Fair enough. It's strictly voluntary, but boy, <laughs> I would have liked that episode. Over the past four years, I can think of at least two other guests who would have been fantastic guests who refused specifically for the term libertarian. Well, that's not good for business. I know not everyone is a good fit everywhere, but when a theme develops, something needs to be looked at. That question about rebranding hung around in the gray matter, and I wondered if maybe it was time. Culinary, well, that fits, but it's kind of snooty. It might seem elevated from simple cooking. The goal for the show was always simple cooking, which, don't be misled, isn't always easy, but simple cooking is very good. I don't know if anyone rejected the show for culinary, but it seemed less and less the right fit. Both words did. The libertarian part was kind of a shock to me. 
What that means is I'm not wholly certain I'm still a libertarian. Now, I'm certainly not a Democrat or a Republican, but libertarian, as most people, even libertarians, use the term, and what they say about the term seem very mainstream. Republicans and Democrats have an almost pious fidelity to the Constitution. You can tell it's getting near election time for all the oaths to make the world right again by just voting for that right person from the other party to save democracy and fight for jobs and roads and schools. Most libertarians are in the same dogfight, even if they don't have the targeted, broad generalizations about how a vote will save us from those other guys. Libertarian ads will talk about liberty with no path to get there, but that's another show. One libertarian podcaster said that another constitutional amendment was the solution to ending the corporate welfare state. Really? I wrote to our friend, Mike Gaddy, about what I heard on that show, that the solution this person proposed is like a prisoner asking the warden to move the cell bars out a foot or so more so he can have a little bit more room, all the while overlooking the fact that he's still a prisoner. All one needs to do is read the last four words of the Second Amendment, then you'll see there is no uncountable number. Sorry, there is an uncountable number of gun laws. I've heard somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,000, and that reveals, at least to me, that the Bill of Rights is useless. The apologies offered by all three parties as to why shall not be infringed, really does need to be infringed, is a song and dance that applies to the whole of the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. I've done that show. There are enumerated rights. It is, however, an impressive routine, because they like those enumerated rights. It's a hoax, but those are those other shows. Sometimes... Those routines come with contortionists. There's another political side to food, which to some degree I've covered. Veganism is political. Not entirely, but Veganism Inc. is a political arm of, well, I suppose fundamentally because they the Great Reset. I've discussed the FDA and the USDA and the Wholesome Meat Act of 1967, which created the monopoly on meat we now have today. Government finds its way into food because it can tax that, or it can regulate it, and then you pay a fee for the, scare quotes, service they provide. The other part of the name, eating, seems plain enough. Culinary seems to evoke, at least I think so, high-end food and chefs and white coats and pretense and arrogance. 
and maybe other things too, I'm not really sure, but that's not what I'm going for. I replaced the I in the word eating with an illustration of an ear of corn. That's food. It's also a subtle, I think, nod to politics and big ag. The I in liberty is a milk jug, which represents raw milk, another very political topic. The first good thing is no one really needs to know there is a political angle to it. The food part of the show isn't being changed, at least not deliberately. It might move because that's what happens, but um, I still intend to focus the same way I had before. I hope to speak to a regenerative farmer. Maybe two. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a lot to learn from it and by it and about it. And I certainly don't know very much about it, and there's a lot that I can find out. And I think getting into the realm of local, local food, certainly local ranching, is a way to bust the monopoly on meat. It's also a way to ensure you have access to meat because we can guess about what's coming. Nobody knows the future, but those who have every intention of creating the future they want are not shy about saying what it is they want. I've done that show too. In case you're new and listening and saying what's going on here, what it is they mean to do is they mean to take away meat entirely. If you're a franchisor and you're out of a job, well, that's just too bad. We'll learn to code, I guess. Um, so we need to find ways to respond to those self-appointed leaders who want to change things that we don't want changed. I want to speak with the chocolate guy again in time for holiday treats. I will keep on with the Escoffier series. Quite frankly, I enjoy doing it. Uh, the next one up is hot apps or hors d'oeuvre, uh, and none too soon for holiday parties when that one comes out. True to we who are more ambitious than informed, this name change may have some unintended consequences. For instance, I don't know how it will affect people finding the show. I don't know if it's going to affect ratings, which in should matter, but I, I don't. It matters that people find it, and I hope that they find it and give it a good rating, but. I don't know that you know, the rest of it is probably for the academics. I don't know if the name change will convey any more information about the, than the former name, but I hope that it does. I read, I shared, so in that same podcast that talked about podcasts, I uh, shared, because it was the thread, this new art and new name. Uh, and one person admitted to being genuinely confused. Uh, and it was revealed that um, 
what seemed to be the topic was this is a show about libertarian farming. Well, that's oddly specific and actually pretty close. Um, so, yes. Eating, which is... Uh, we can make all kinds of conclusions, but to me, eating is something that you've cooked or somebody has cooked. And so, in my case, it's something that probably I've cooked. Um, the quest for liberty is broader and a different focus. And it's going to be fun to figure out what that focus is because it's, it's, it's revealing itself to me as I experience this sort of ideological shift. So I'm not entirely sure where it's going. So it's kind of, I, I'm going to be going to enjoy where it goes. And, uh, and it, with, with uh, former guest Mike Gaddy's tutelage, both in his Telegram class and in uh, documents that he's sharing with me, I, I've come to realize that what I don't know is immense, and it it and you have to put your pride aside, because you can be pretty sure you're right because everyone told you that you're right because that's what they all agreed on, but they're not right. So, anyway, that's those are those shows already exist. Um, so, brief one today. Perhaps we'll get into it more, but if you have questions, I will be happy to answer them to, to as much as I know the answer. Um, but that's that's the show today. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate you being here. Thanks also to my Patreon supporters. There is no Chef Table portion for this week, but there is the backlog of Chef Table episodes from previous guests, which you can catch up with at Patreon. You can get those and the added content when you become a patron. Sign up at culinarylibertarian.com slash support to become a Patreon patron. It's almost fun to say. Barring economic collapse, next week will be hot hors d'oeuvre. I have to look at how much there is. It might be a two-episodes version, but maybe not. I want to see... How detailed I want to get with it. <laughs> now, I really probably need to say is how undetailed, how undetailed I want to get with it because the, the level of detail is met. So, how much do I want to pull back? Uh, I want to get it out, however, in time for you to have ideas for what to do for holiday parties because even Halloween can be fun. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. And I'll see you soon.